Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Vaccine acceptance is rising among all groups except Republicans. We're going to ask Dr. Richard Besser if their fears are warranted. Westchester gets a second mass vaccination site. In Yonkers, the New York National Guard Recruiting Center. I'm Sean Adams in Yonkers. A former Marine and NYPD officer is charged with attacking a Capitol Police officer in the January riot. I'm Marla Diamond. What's up and what's down in city and suburban businesses? Ahead from Joe Connolly on Money. Tiger Woods responsive and recovering after leg surgery. The Knicks lose and the Nets win again as fans return. This is Brad Heller. Plus the milestones from the News Radio archives from this date, Wednesday, February 24th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer commercials. Every morning brings new studies showing the effectiveness of COVID vaccines, but some people still have doubts, often worried about the speed of development of the vaccines, about the unknown long-term effects, and on the newsline to address some of these issues, Dr. Richard Besser of the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. He's the president and CEO and was the CDC acting director. Dr. Besser, good morning. Good morning, Wayne. Great to be here. What do you say to people who say, well, you know what, I, I'm just not comfortable because they rushed this vaccine through. Uh, I hear healthcare professionals tell me they're not going to get it because they're worried about it. You hear a lot of anecdotal stories. What do you say to that? Well, I mean, the, the good news, Wayne, is that the desire to get vaccinated is going up and up, and it's going up uh, in every racial and ethnic group in, in, in the country. And I think the reason for that is that as more and more people know friends and family members who've been vaccinated and recognize the the relief that they experience uh, from having that protection that, that people are going to want this it's it's really important that we respect people's uh, individual choice on this uh, these vaccines uh, I, I think are incredibly effective and safe they went through a rigorous testing and review by the food and drug administration uh, but that being said, they were approved after two months of safety data. Well, now we have these vaccines in tens of millions of people, and they're continuing to to show that they are safe. And for many people, that means that their their interest in getting vaccinated is is clearly on the rise. Here's a question you hear: If I get the COVID vaccination, why do I still have to wear a mask? It's a, it's a great question, and eventually I think we're going to get there. But right now, there's a number of, of still unanswered questions. One of those questions is whether someone who's been vaccinated could spread the virus to somebody who's not been vaccinated. Whether someone who's been vaccinated has full protection uh, against those new variants, and that question hasn't been answered. The added benefit that we've been seeing this winter is that wearing the masks and keeping apart has led to the mildest flu season in recorded history. Dr. Richard Besser, thank you for your insight. Thanks so much, Wayne. Well, the message seems to be getting through. In November, less than half of Americans told the Yahoo poll that they'd get the shot.
Today, 60% say they are either going to be vaccinated or have. There is a 31-point party divide with with 78% of Democrats in favor, compared to only 47% of Republicans. The Wednesday Morning News Roundup. Good morning. Capital video from January 6th shows a former NYPD officer in the crowd, apparently beating a Capitol officer. That ex-New York cop has now turned himself in. Marla Diamond is live with that story. Marla, what do we know about this man, Thomas Webster? Well, Webster, as you said, was a former NYPD officer assigned to patrol City Hall and Gracie Mansion. He's also a retired Marine. He surrendered at the FBI's Hudson Valley office on Monday. Thomas Webster is accused of going to the Capitol in January in a bulletproof vest, carrying a gun, then using a flagpole to attack a Capitol officer. During his arraignment in White Plains Federal Court, Assistant U.S. Attorney Benjamin Gianforti said video footage shows Webster clear as day, attacking an officer with a look of rage like a junkyard dog, teeth and fists clenched. He was seen carrying a Marine flag, using the flagpole to strike the officer several times, then pinning him to the ground to try to forcefully remove the officer's gas mask and face shield. The officer was choked by his helmet. So they've got this, uh, presumably from a lot of different camera angles. Marla, does Webster deny any of this? His defense attorney says Webster was struck first by the officer before retaliating, and he was not intent on violence. He adds he never fired a shot in his 20-year career with the NYPD and has no history of political activism. Because he is considered a flight risk, the judge ordered Webster held without bail. Marta Diamond, thank you very much for reporting on uh, that development about the Capitol riots on January 6th. And on this morning, the 24th of February, stock futures indicating a higher opening after a, a bunch of losses yesterday. Joe Connolly is here now with what's up and what's down in city and suburban businesses. Joe. Wayne, the Williamsburg Hotel in Brooklyn has filed for bankruptcy, and so has Evergreen Apartments with pool co-working spaces on a climbing wall in, there's the word, hipster Brooklyn. A survey says sales declined at 80% of smaller businesses in Brooklyn in the last year, though a third made tech upgrades in the last year. It is estimated that as of a year ago anyway, there were 60,000 small businesses in Brooklyn. The Queens Chamber of Commerce has a new tech council to attract new tech companies to Queens for all of the reasons that Amazon chose Queens, too, though that deal fell through. Tom Gretsch tells Cranes they think Facebook and Google will join the council, and Amazon, with warehouses in Queens, is welcome, too. Queens College and Cornell Tech are expected to help as well, and there's a new website, relocatetoqueens.org. Businesses on Long Island say that the most growth in the next year on Long Island will be in number one health care, then tech, then services, according to the annual survey of PKF O'Connor Davies Accounting. And for the first time in the history of that annual survey of Long Island businesses of all sizes, none say they plan to relocate off Long Island. Wayne? 
Hey, Joe, by the way, I see that the academics at Stanford have come around to realizing uh, what you've been talking about for a while now, that Zoom fatigue is a real thing. It's happening to millions across the country, and their suggestion to get rid of Zoom fatigue is opt out of the full screen option to reduce the intensity of the close-up eye contact. Hide the self-view button and create distance between yourself and the screen to increase mobility and take audio-only breaks away from the camera. And as always... Watch what you say. Now, the weather day ahead, the WCBS Exergen forecast. Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen is here. Morning, Craig. Yeah, looking at that eastern uh, eastern horizon there. Good morning, Wayne. And uh, the sun coming on up. 637 is the actual sunrise for the city. Sunny to partly cloudy for today. Breezy and milder. High within a few degrees of 50. We're at 40 right now. A possible early sprinkle for tonight. Then clearing and lows near 35 for the city. 30 or so in the suburbs. Mostly sunny. A little bit cooler tomorrow. Maybe not a 50-degree day, but we should, uh, should still be up around 40, 45. And closing out the week with sunshine on Friday, a little bit chillier, but it's still up around or a little over 40. And the normal high now is about 44. It's 40, humidity 59%. We have a west wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. We mentioned there's more vaccines in the pipeline. More people want to get them. And guess what? Here's an opportunity today. More vaccination stations are opening. There's a big one in Westchester. Sean Adams is in Yonkers this morning. Sean, good morning. So uh, who should be calling or logging on and when? People uh, in uh, seven zip codes within Yonkers and Mount Vernon, and they can start uh, checking in 8 o'clock this morning. You know, COVID took a real terrible toll here in Yonkers and Mount Vernon. Some of the highest case numbers were in socially vulnerable communities. So in an effort to make sure that the vaccine distribution is equitable, Westchester County's second mass vaccination site is here at the Yonkers Armory. The other one is, has been up in White Plains. So those seven zip codes, they're going to get first crack. At appointments starting this morning, Governor Cuomo says they will have 1,000 shots here per day. They get an allocation from the federal government. They jointly run between the state and the federal government. Uh, We're going to use National Guard personnel to help us do that. After March 3rd, anyone in Westchester can get an appointment here, and they say walk-ins are welcome. Officials uh, also want to stress immigrants should not fear being asked about their status. They're they're not going to be. Uh, Church groups, they're fanning out across uh, the cities, uh, helping folks schedule appointments. Live in Yonkers, Sean Adams, WCBS News Radio 880. Sean, thanks. Now five board leaders of the Texas Power Grid are resigning. They all live out of state for the freezing outages to 4 million customers last week. There are calls for wider firings and a revamp of the grid that is cut off from the rest of the U.S. It's the only state that has it that way. By some accounts, they were minutes away from total collapse when power plants froze and the demand for power overwhelmed the system. This is the Morning News Roundup on WCBS on Wednesday morning. Sports time. Tiger Woods out of surgery after that horrific rollover crash in L.A. yesterday. Brad Heller's here with the latest on that. Brad? Hey, Wayne, good morning. A statement from Tiger's Twitter account, 1230 this morning from Harbor UCLA Medical Center. Tiger is awake, responsive, and recovering after what 
It was a long surgical procedure on his right leg, significant orthopedic injuries, according to the statement. A rod was placed in his lower leg. He needed screws and pins for the foot and ankle. There was also muscle and soft tissue trauma. A deputy reported to the scene that uh, Tiger was very fortunate to come out of this alive. There was significant damage to the vehicle. I'm sure you've seen the pictures. Just a horrific accident. The L.A. County Sheriff said there was no immediate evidence that Woods was impaired. The investigation could take weeks before it's uh, all wrapped up. Forget about Tiger playing golf again, Wayne. Friends and fans are just glad to see that he's okay. Yeah, he's he's been struggling uh, for a while. I, I, he had a, a DUI years ago. Is there any indication that uh, that he's still battling uh, any kind of problems there, or don't we know? Nothing that we know of right now. I mean, Tiger had a fifth back surgery in December. He joined CBS uh, over the weekend during the PGA Tour event that he was there to support, and he talked about just hoping to be able to play in the Masters again, which is coming up in April. But now, obviously, things have changed with that. But uh, he was trying to come back again from another back surgery, 45 years old. We know the incredible success that he's had. But now uh, he's dealing with another serious, serious injury. Yeah, what a phenom. Certainly prayers for Tiger. And, uh, hey, it was great to see fans back at the Garden in Barclays last night for a first time in, what, about a year? Uh, the Nets sent everybody home happy. The Knicks, well, not so much. Now, Steph Curry, as he often does, put on a show at the Garden, 37 points. Warriors beat the Knicks 114-106. The attendance about 2,000 at MSG. There were MVP chants for Julius Randle as he addressed the crowd pregame. On a night, he was also named an All-Star for the first time, but the night ended with Randle getting ejected in the final minute for picking up a second technical foul. While the Nets in Brooklyn won their seventh in a row, they beat the Kings 127-118, about 300 fans there. James Harden named an All-Star, the third net to make the All-Star team. He had 29 points and a triple-double. And Bruce Brown, you can call the Nets the big four, at least last night he had a career-high 29 points. Kevin Durant, though, set out again with that hamstring injury. The Devils lost their third straight. They fell to the Sabres in Newark 4-1. to Brad, thank you. It is the morning news roundup for Wednesday, the 24th. I'm Wayne Cabot. Three things to know. One, you're driving less as your insurance rate's gone down. Ten major insurance companies face class action lawsuits now alleging excessive premiums during the pandemic by failing to take into account the drop in driving and the drop in crashes. Two, the U.S. Postal Service has unveiled their brand new trucks, first redesigned since the 80s. Very low hood, very high windshield. The Post describes it as looking like a duck. They're not wrong. The third thing, the NYPD is now using a robotic dog that can be sent into dangerous situations. They used it yesterday in a Bronx home invasion. It has four legs that really resemble dog's legs. Validating Mother Nature's design. The dog has lights and cameras. It can even climb stairs. From our news archives, 88 seconds in sound for this date, February 24th. 2011. A terrorist wannabe is found guilty of threatening South Park creators Matt Stone and Trey Parker for insulting the Prophet Muhammad. We're not laughing at people, we're laughing with joy. The Prophet Muhammad is depicted as a stick figure and in a silly bear costume. He would get 25 years in prison. 2011 at Newark Airport. Travelers went through the TSA checkpoint to find their wallets lighter on the other end. TSA agent Al Rainey of Woodbridge made $30,000 stealing cash and was thoughtful enough to give a cut to his boss. Both pleaded guilty. 2008. Cold War foe Fidel Castro retires in failing health after overseeing 50 years of communist rule in Cuba. 
1999, five Grammys, then a record for South Orange native. Lauren Hill. Did you know Lauren Hill cheered and did morning announcements at Columbia High School in Maplewood and named her debut album The Miseducation of Lauren Hill to the eternal chagrin of her vice principal, my dad, Michael Cabot. And if you look at the album art... These photos were taken in the girls' bathroom just across from my animation class. <laughs> also in music. 1973, the Capitol Theater in Passaic hosts The Birds. All right. Live for the last time. Woo! This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A daily download of the news you need to start your day. On air, on radio.com, and delivered to your phone and computer for on-demand listening. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.